0: Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, Episode One Hundred and Five. Uh, I am your host, Corey Deering. I'm doing a solo episode today. It's not going to be very long. Uh, we were going to record Sunday, but uh, my internet went out, and uh, tonight uh, Jess- Jesse is working, and Ed's <laughs> Ed's power went out. So here I am alone uh it's 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 all right though because uh the show must go on you know and uh I thought about not posting an episode this week but we've been so consistent and so strong with our releases the last few weeks or the last few months actually that I didn't want to miss and I think there's some important things to talk about this this could be a pretty short episode obviously Uh, I I just want to touch on a few things while we uh you know, get some things worked out. I'm also going to try to test out this new kind of format that we're going to be working on the next few weeks uh, because we're changing, we're talking about changing some things up. We're talking about doing some different things with our podcast, especially the console specific ones. And I know that people are wanting the PlayStation show to come in and we're going to work on that as well. Uh, I just, I just think that, it might better our podcast for you guys. Uh, you know, we, we've put some polls out on Twitter, some, some trying to get a rough idea of where people, uh, are sitting on our podcasts, what people like about boss rush podcasts in general. Uh, and you know, our, our console podcasts have been around for such a long time, uh, that we just, we, we want to give a format that's great for everybody. Uh, there's a couple of things we want to do. We kind of want to tighten up the episodes. We kind of want to tighten up the structure of the episodes and leave the boss rush podcast proper, uh, as, as the show that's long form, kind of more in depth on certain topics and things and have more fun with it. And then the console specific shows is where we give you the news and our thoughts on some exclusives and stuff like that. So that's kind of where we're at. And, uh, yeah, we're just, I'm just going to run down some of these news, bits, uh, got some questions that we want to answer. And, and so we're gonna kind of do it that way and see what happens. Uh, maybe I'll touch on what I've been playing this week, although it's not been uh, much. It's been a, been a busy week. If you're watching the video version, you've noticed that maybe I've, I've moved my office around. Please ignore the sticky tack, uh, stuff on the wall over here, 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 Ah, moving in the window is hard. Okay. So if you didn't know, this is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on boss rush games. You can find the show every Wednesday on your podcast feeds or on our website at boss games.com. You can usually find us live on Sunday nights on boss rush games live. Uh, you can email the show at arsenal at gmail.com. Your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, or ideas. You can also check us out on boss games.com. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube page as well, youtube.com slash Uh We'd really appreciate your subscription there. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you follow us. Uh, Apple iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what it's called now. Really prefer rating and review there. It really helps with discoverability. Helps with uh, a lot of things. So, really appreciate that. We're going to get into some of these news bits real quick. Uh, the Xbox Series S console has... Uh, seemingly leaked via controller packaging that has been <laughs> at retail locations in Chicago. Uh, so a lot of these stories are coming from PureXbox.com, which is uh, you hear Ed and I talk about Nintendo Life on Nintendo Power Block a lot. This is their sister site, so uh, very reliable. Very, this is kind of my go-to Xbox site for news and stuff. So uh, we've been hearing. Uh, we've been hearing for months about the existence of a second ex- uh, next-gen Xbox, uh, the Xbox Lock- Lockhart or Series S, and now it's, its name has almost certainly been leaked via packaging on a new Xbox controller. Uh, in addition, the, there are, there, the, they posted photos on their on their website of a robot white controller, and on the back it has iOS, Android, Windows 10, Xbox One, and then Xbox Series X/S. Uh, in these photos, it looks pretty similar to the current Xbox One controller. Uh, the D-pad looks a little bit more like the Elite D-pad. Uh, if you watch anything on the Xbox Series X, it's what that's the controller, except it's white. So uh, it seems that the Xbox Series S is real. It's coming probably a little bit after the Series X. I would imagine. I wouldn't imagine they would put two SKUs out at the same time, but. What do I know? I'm sitting in my office doing a podcast and not working for Microsoft. So that's probably all the information you need. I'm pretty interested in the Series S uh, as someone who does a lot of capturing for certain things that we've been doing. Maybe not lately, but certain things that I would like to do. uh, And someone who likes to play on my giant TV out in the living room. The series s would be a perfect kind of secondary console to have in my office to stream to capture all that kind of stuff i'm really looking at that as a viable option Uh, i do have an xbox one x but that's probably going to go towards the series x at some point and then uh you know we'll go from there but i really like the idea of microsoft putting this secondary console out as an easier way to get into the ecosystem into the homes, you know, uh, a lot of people have the Xbox One S, which I think is a great console. Uh, Game Pass is a big upsell on this, and if you're getting smart delivery, having that hard drive in there plus, you know, uh, uh, just the smart delivery stuff in Game Pass, having people get have an easier way to get into that ecosystem is really uh, a smart play for them, so... Uh, Series S really, really, really seems to be real. And I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, all point, all signs kind of point to it looking like the Xbox uh, One X and the S, that kind of slim, uh, horizontal model. With a, that, I just think those are beautiful looking consoles. Uh, although some fake uh, images have come out that just kind of makes it look like a shorter Series X. And uh, I like that too. Kind of looks like a... GameCube with no handle, so <clears throat> excuse me, uh, by the time you hear this, the project X Cloud early access will go live on Android devices available with game pass ultimate. So you'll be able to sign into your Xbox account and use your game pass ultimate subscription to do this on your Android devices. I'm really excited for this service. I think I think, uh, cloud gaming is a great supplement to what Xbox is providing people, uh, you know, either on the PC side or on the Xbox side of things, uh, very they're, they're making their, they're making their business very versatile and having the clouds, the cloud streaming stuff as a secondary option instead of what Google's doing as a primary option, I think is the way to go for now. I think it's very smart. I think it's, it's, they're doing some interesting things. You know, I, th- I think that having this, uh, available for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is crazy for $15 a month, uh, just extends the value of what already is a great value. And so I think it's great. I don't have an Android device. So, uh, all the things that are going on with I- iOS and Apple kind of preventing, not only Game Pass, but Stadia and, uh, you know, some of these other streaming services from being on the platform, I think is kind of ridiculous. It kind of makes me want to get rid of my iPhone, except I'm so invested in the Apple ecosystem already. I'm recording this on an, on an iMac. I use a uh, MacBook to do all my typing and some light editing stuff and, uh, Photoshop stuff. So I'm kind of already invested, but if, if I, had to kind of restructure. If I, if I could afford to see, to restructure what I'm doing, right. Like I would highly consider some sort of surface desktop and an Android phone, because, uh, I think it's kind of ridiculous that iOS is blocking this stuff. It's dumb. It's stupid. I hope they fix this issue. I mean, I don't like, to me it's like, why would you let Netflix on here? Why would you let Hulu on here and not game pass to me? It's, it's a very similar service, right? Amazon video. You can rent things through the Amazon video app. I don't understand why gaming is so different, you know? So, uh, it, it kind of makes me mad, but I am, I, I've been hearing mid-October They're going to hopefully have this fleshed out on iOS, which, um, I think they want this fixed before the series X launches, because I think that's a big part of what they're selling. And if people are paying for a product that they can't get, how do consumer consumers kind of think that, that aren't invested like we are, right? Like I, I really think that, I really think that the iOS stuff is a bad decision, um, on Apple, not on Microsoft. So Microsoft kind of said as much, right? Like they kind of came out and called out Apple. I know Facebook Gaming has called out Apple because Facebook Gaming, regardless of what you think of Facebook, their Facebook Gaming app still can't run properly on iOS because of uh, the way you pay for things, the way you kind of treat the streamers and stuff. It's I don't understand. I I just don't understand what the the holdup is. And then, of course, Stadia is not on iOS either, so... Which is sad because I think this service is important. Uh, I not only do I think the service is fantastic, I think it is important to the future of games. And if you can't play it on a platform because of stingy rules, stingy archaic rules, and sorry Apple, nobody's playing Apple Arcade anymore. Sorry, I I, I haven't heard one thing since it launched. So I don't know. We'll see. <coughs> so uh, our next. Uh, new story. Uh, this is one that Ed brought to my attention. Uh, it, not really Xbox-related, because Street Fighter hasn't really been on Xbox in a while. But uh, Street Fighter's Yoshinori Ono announces he's leaving Capcom after 30 years. Uh, he's kind of been the face of Street Fighter since uh, Street Fighter 2, really. Uh, maybe even since the beginning. Not 100% up on Capcom history, so this is more Ed's area of expertise, but... Um, Street Fighter series executive producer, uh, Yoshinori Ono has announced today that he's leaving Capcom after nearly 30 years of the company, stepping down from his role as Capcom's brand manager in the process. In the statement on Twitter, Ono thanks Street Fighter's fans for their continued support and highlighted that quote, Capcom staff and the new generation will continue to take care of Street Fighter brand and leading the world warriors. Uh... What on, I accidentally did did something uh clicked on a link. Okay. My heart is filled with appreciation to those players who've been giving warm and kind support on the brand, especially little over the past decade or so as all activities on Street Fighter brand regained sunshine and grew its liveliness. So uh big, big uh I wouldn't say blow to the company, but it's it's uh you know, a, a big face that really pushes push Street Fighter forward all these years. Uh, really promoted it and, and made Street Fighter kind of what it is today, right? Like the revival of Street Fighter Four was so important to the brand. After, uh, I don't think Street Fighter Three was really received well. Uh, the Alpha series is liked, I think, by some people, but not by everybody. So it, it's it's sad to see the face of the of the brand kind of go away, but also I think it's good to, to have fresh faces take, uh, take on the role of, of really moving the franchise forward. Right. We see it with, um, Nintendo does it a lot. Uh, I think Xbox has kind of shown that they have new people in new positions that really take care of older franchises. Right. I think we're kind of seeing that with halo a little bit, hopefully, uh, fable, I think is another big one. You give it to, younger, more kind of, uh, experimental teams with playground. Like I think Xbox is really doing that with their brand. So, um, we'll see. Capcom has really been on a, on a pretty good track record the last few years with, you know, Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Hunter world and, uh, the resident evil series. So, <coughs> sorry, I, I need, to, I really need some water. Uh, so this is kind of a, a sad thing for, uh, Xbox fans or wow. Well, this is really a sad thing for street fighter fans. And, uh, I wish him the best. I, I think we all do. I think we're interested to see what he does after this. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of it for that. We're going to move on to our last story here. Uh, Microsoft is dropping the Xbox 2020 phrasing from their Series X showcases. Uh, quote, we want to stay flexible with how we connect with you. So, I don't know. I thought Xbox 2020 was a strange kind of title. I know it's the year 2020, and I know that the play on words was kind of a, a thing. But I think they were kind of looking at hindsight as always 2020 And I think them removing that means that they want to look forward and not behind them, which is kind of the intent of 2020. I think uh, when you're using it most of the time, uh, unless you're a doctor and say you have 2020 vision. Uh, So I think, I think it's good. I'm going to read a quote here uh, real quick, just to kind of have this mini conversation. Xbox has a massive year ahead of us as outlined below. After reassessing our programming for the rest of the year, we've decided to stop using the quote Xbox 2020 phrasing as it implied that we would be releasing information in one way only through a dedicated monthly show. We've got so much more to share with news and Xbox Series X, new games like Halo Infinite, and cloud gaming via Xbox Game Pass. We're going to share news in a variety of ways. It may sometimes be a dedicated show, YouTube videos, partnering with others, or sharing the latest via Xbox Wire. We want to stay flexible with how we are connecting with you. So, I think this is a good move. You know, I think Xbox has really shown a lot of agility in how, the way they announce things. Uh, you know, there's a, there's been a couple trip ups, right? Like I think the the first uh, showing that they did with the third party stuff wasn't very impressive. Uh, I think I know they got a lot of flack for showing Halo the second in the second uh, game showcase or whatever, right? Like, Halo didn't look great. I think it looked fine. Uh, we did a three-hour Arsenal X a couple weeks ago. You can go listen to that. I talked a lot about Halo there. Um, doesn't mean I'm not excited for Halo. I just didn't think it looked like the next-gen version that we were all hoping for, although I know they've, they're doing some things with art direction, which is interesting. So check that out if you want to hear more on Halo, but... I do think that this is a good way to to kind of show different things. I know they did, had an indie showcase. They've done certain things with other uh, companies. Like I think they did some something with IGN. I think they're doing some stuff with Game Informer. Like I think they're being really agile with their uh, announcements, and I think that's really smart. So uh, removing the 2020 st- stuff kind of allows them to do more uh, in that space. So I really want to see more of some of the games that have that were announced, but haven't, we haven't seen in a while. Like I'd really like to see more of Hellblade too. Uh, I think that game looks really interesting. I want to see more of some of these other games that, you know, they kind of announced and just showed trailers of, you know, I, I think that was kind of the big thing with the last showcase was a lot of it was, Either underwhelming gameplay with Halo, which, don't get me wrong, I th- I thought Halo looked great, but uh, it didn't show great, I think is kind of where I'm at now, uh, after watching the gameplay a couple times. Um, State of Decay didn't show any gameplay, I would have liked to have seen some interesting uh, gameplay from that, I want to see what direction they're moving with that. <coughs> Forza, I mean Forza's Forza, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a racing game, just going to throw that out there. Uh, fable about like they showed a lot of, uh, cool trailers, but I want to see gameplay for these games now. So I think it's, I think it's time. So I'm sure we'll see, but removing the 2020 branding is, is a good look for them. I think it's, I think it's smart. I think it's, I think it's the way to go. So, all right. We have a question here from, let me see here. We have a question here from. Andy Detweiler, uh, he wrote in and asks, what are your opinions to the whole Spider-Man Avengers debacle? Is it really going to be this way for the next generation? Um, well, Andy, here's the thing. I, I can see people's frustrations with the Spider-Man thing. I think this is just the beginning of Sony's kind of quote unquote exclusives, uh, stuff for PlayStation. Um, Emron Khan tweeted out that if you think this Spider-Man deal is bad, 2021 is going to be full of disappointments for Xbox players. Which I don't. I I don't think that that's a false statement. I think that you know we'll get back to the Avengers things in a second, but I think that to battle Xbox's what I'm assuming is going to be cheaper price, I really think Xbox is going to come in lower than. Uh, playstation especially the series s uh, and the the sheer value of game pa- game pass and xcloud and you know what Microsoft is offering service wise the way Sony's going to combat that is taking games away from Microsoft in general uh, so I see a lot of that happening next year I think they already have right like kena bridge of spirits is a playstation exclusive looks fantastic it's like the that and horizon are like the two games that i really want to play on playstation 5 um i i think that this is how sony's combating the value of game pass is just straight up taking games people want to play we see it with death loop we saw it with uh what was the other game uh ghost uh, ghost tokyo from bethesda We've seen it with a couple other things, bug snacks. I know everybody's crazy for. So, I think Sony's already already shown that they're going to take games straight from Microsoft, either as timed exclusives or straight up exclusives in general. And Spider Man is no different. I think the situation with Spider Man is a little different because they ha- already have a deal with Marvel for their own Spider Man game, right? Like I think. I think that has a lot to do with the, ex- a lot to do with the exclusivity of the character in Avengers, um, because Sony signed that deal to, to make uh, Marvel Spider-Man. I think that is the, the, the deal. I say, I think because he did appear in Marvel ultimate Alliance three on switch, um, the whole Spider-Verse stuff. So. I'm not really sure how that's going. I, I don't know if that was all part of the same deal or if it was two different deals with Marvel and Sony, but, um, either way, I don't know if Spider-Man's going to be an essential character though, because, uh, how are you going to have this exclusive character with story content and whatnot? I just, I just don't see them developing a whole, what, five to eight hour scenario for Spider-Man just to have it there right they're already getting a bunch of exclusive stuff like in-game currency and special outfits and now i saw some stuff with verizon so um i don't know man it's 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 hard i i think that if you (laughs) if you're mad about spider-man on on playstation then you should also be mad about rise of the tomb raider which i know a lot of people were uh you know Sunset Overdrive, you should be mad at this stuff that Xbox has done too, right? Like, it's a two-way street. I think as a business, this is a smart decision for Sony. I think a, I think a lot of people want to play a Spider-Man because he's super popular, and the way that they've kind of shown off the Avengers game, none of these characters are really that appealing to play as, I think, just, just uh, anecdotally, right? Like, I haven't played it yet. I would like to, um, but... I haven't gotten there yet and the open beta is two weeks away, I think for Xbox. So, um, I would really look out <laughs> for my impressions later. Um, but I, th- I think Sony's just making decisions to combat game pass and, uh, the way that Microsoft is probably going to try to undercut them in any way possible to get boxes and homes or game pass in homes or game passes, game pass on PC uh, because you can't deny that Game Pass isn't valuable to them, right? I think, uh, where did I hear this? But I think Xbox is selling Game Pass and, the, and uh, the device you play Game Pass on is optional. Whereas Sony is selling a box for you to buy games on. So, I don't know. I Does it suck? Of course it sucks. Any kind of console exclusive sucks and is uh, pretty anti-consumer. I think, uh, but as a business, right? Like, I think it's a smart decision. You get the character that everybody wants and you're going to sell, you're going to sell more copies there. You know, I've heard several people say, well, I was going to play it on PC and I thought about getting it for Xbox, but since Spider-Man's going to PlayStation four, I'm going to get it there. I've, I've heard countless people say that already, um, who are excited for the Avengers. So I think that that's where we're at. Uh, I do see a lot of console exclusives for PlayStation next gen timed or otherwise, uh, just because that's, this is how they're going to combat Xbox and game pass. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I really think that I, here's the thing. If it w- <laughs> I feel like not a lot of people are excited for Avengers. I, I wish I was wrong. Maybe I am wrong, but at least the people I talk to regularly, the people that, I play games with the people that I podcast with. A lot of people aren't that excited for it. Uh, I think that it looks like an okay game. I wish they would have chosen One Direction and stuck with it. I think the Avengers looks like a game that doesn't know what it wants to be. And that's kind of sad because I think the character models look great. I think the gameplay looks interesting enough. But how are you going to make a Destiny-style game or a Division-style game with superheroes? And then the multiplayer stuff is even weirder, where, like, how does the loot work per character? Does it, Do the characters have their own loot drops, which I think they do? Well, if you main Kamala Khan and you go to play in a multiplayer match where your other friend mains Kamala Khan, well, you've been doing all these missions with Kamala Khan, and now you have to... Be a level two Hulk because your friend's playing Kamala Khan, or vice versa, right? Like I, I'm really confused at how is there like a universal loot system too, where okay, there's like generic uh, loot that you can pick up and apply to any character, but also each character has their own kind of set of loot. Which I don't know. That sounds actually pretty Borderlandsy to me, but I don't know. It. I'm I'm waiting to see how this goes and i'm waiting to see how people respond to it i watched the game informer uh let's play the two-hour beta let's play i think it looks fun if it was a character action game right like uh like god of war or with light maybe light rpg elements right uh i think the the thor stuff looks fun i think uh the kamala khan stuff looks awesome like i, I don't really know a lot about her as a character. And I think making her the main protagonist of this game is really smart because, uh, outside all of the inclusivity stuff and in the, in the race stuff, like I think that that's really smart to make her the focus because, um, not a lot of people know a lot about her, you know, uh, it, at least in the mainstream type stuff, the people who only watch the MCU movies, maybe people who only watched the X-Men animated series in the, in the nineties, right? Like, there's a lot of people that don't really know who Miss Marvel is. And uh, if they're going to introduce her on a show on Disney Plus or introduce her in the uh, upcoming Captain Marvel 2, you know, which is a rumor, I think putting her front and center uh, as one of the young Avengers along with Spider-Man in the future, right? Like, I think they're really setting up a uh, Kamala Khan to kind of be the new face of the Avengers with Spider-Man, you know, like a young Avengers type thing. Uh, Along with the Hawkeye show that's coming, right? Like, I think having this new team of Avengers, if they're going to keep the MCU going, uh, right, along with Fantastic Four and maybe introducing the X Men at some point, like, you're going to need fresh faces for people to recognize in the MCU. And uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is an anomaly, but I also think they got the right people to be in the movie, and uh, James Gunn is a Really good director and knows how to kind of take characters that way, right? Like, I, I think that that was an anomaly. I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of Guardians, uh, but I know a lot of people are. It was good, right? Like, I, I it was good. I don't think it's the best MCU movie by any stretch, but uh, I think getting Spider Man back from Sony in the MCU really and having Kamala Khan, uh, be kind of the face of this new game to kind of get people used to her being in a role. So when she is introduced into the Avengers movies slash show slash whatever, people will recognize me like, oh yeah, I played as her in the Avengers game. Or, you know, I think, I just think it's really smart. I think she's an interesting character to get to know as someone who doesn't read a lot of comic books. The only comic books I really read growing up were, uh, whatever Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or X-Men ones I could get my hands on. And I always enjoy seeing new characters kind of be folded in. So, uh, so I hope that answers your questions. Uh, Andy, uh, do, uh, do I think Spider-Man, it, do I think it's a debacle? No, I think it's a business decision. And I think Sony was smart to kind of grab it. I don't, Here's the thing. I don't think we would have be having this dis, this discussion if Hawkeye was the exclusive character, right? Or, um, you know, one of these other low-tiered characters. Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't think we would be having this discussion. Uh, Spider-Man is just so popular, and uh, I think that's the only reason why we're having this discussion. So... Uh, I really don't have anything else to talk about here for this episode. Uh, I didn't really talk about my thoughts on the halo free to play discussion, although I don't really think there needs to be more to say about that. I, I think it's great. I think it's a great move. Uh, everybody likes to play halo multiplayer, right? I think a lot of us grew up playing halo multiplayer with our friends in high school or college dorm rooms or whatever. Like, I think that that's a very seminal point in a lot of people's lives and, uh, The fact that they're making the multiplayer free is awesome. Uh, I think that having a battle pass and a seasonal thing and having maybe having seasonal events within the game kind of like Fortnite does or Destiny has started doing is really interesting. I think that's a good move for Halo. Uh, Halo Infinite is a platform, right? They said. So everything Halo is going to be living within this one game uh, as of now. So I think it's smart. I think getting people in to free to play is it it gives you an engaging community. It gives you a big community to kind of pull from. Everybody's going to have Halo multiplayer on their Xbox now. And that just, I think that just gives the, uh, the community more players to play with and more, uh, more people to team up with. So I think that's great. I think it's a smart decision. So, Anyways, have I been playing anything recently? I've been playing some Destiny. Uh, Destiny Iron Banner was this weekend or last week, so I played a lot of Iron Banner. Got all my gear for my Titan. Looks great. We'll probably play the next round of Iron Banner with my Warlock or Hunter. Probably Warlock, because I don't really care for Hunters. Uh, I found myself playing the Division with my friend Mitch this week, actually. It was an interesting time because. I started a new agent and he is a level 30. So what I did was I kind of highlighted the events and had him run, had him run them. And uh, I went around and tried to get collectibles without dying, which was really fun. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been playing there. I've been playing a lot of cross code I, I'm really enjoying that game. I'm playing on Switch, but it is also on Game Pass. It's a kind of Top down, 16-bit Zelda-like, I would say, with action RPG elements. Um, story's really interesting so far. Uh, if anybody played Dot Hack on PS2, where you're kind of locked in this MMO, it's it's a single-player game, but the game makes you think you're in an MMO, and you're kind of a player who has amnesia and gets stuck in this world, and you're uh, like the the whole point is like you kind of lose your voice in this game and you kind of have to work your way through the narrative by answering yes or no questions. And then you kind of make your way through these dungeons and everything. So it's very, very Zelda esque with some light RPG elements. It's very fun. It's very cool. I really highly recommend it. Um, I've also been playing a lot of fell sealed Arbiter's Mark, which is a final fantasy tactics style game. Uh, heard a lot about it last year on, uh, sacred symbols, which is a PlayStation podcast. I listened to from, uh, Colin Moriarty and Chris Raygun. They talk. uh, Colin talked about it a lot last year and it was on sale on switch. So I ended up getting it. Uh, it's also on Xbox as well. It's very fun. The art style is okay. I'm kind of growing on it, but, uh, it's fun. I really am enjoying it. It, It's scratching that fire emblem itch that I've had for a while. And uh, I really, really highly recommend it. So, uh, Also, since the last time I was on Arsenal X, I beat Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for our book club, which you can catch this coming weekend. Uh, very fun. I still think that series is super underrated. I really hope everybody has a chance to play it. It is, uh, you know, it's, it's a very fun kind of puzzle game. Uh, well, action-adventure game with some pu- awesome puzzles in it, I should say. The Hidden Tombs are awesome. Definitely highly recommend that. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of, kind of it, I think, at this time. So if there's anything else, uh, well, I'll talk about it next week. So, Anyways, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Arsenal X. I want to thank everybody for listening to this solo episode, if you made it this far. Like I said, we're going to kind of change up the format. Uh, maybe I'll r- talk about that real quick. Uh, I know I kind of touched on it at the top of the show, but for this show in particular and our console shows in particular, what I kind of want to do is, uh, either Ed or I Ed and I are kind of going through some, uh, uh, discussions on how we kind of want to change up our content. Cause I'm going to be honest with everybody. I think we've been pretty open about it, but, uh, we do want to launch a Patreon at some point in the near future for our content. Uh, the console shows will all still be free uh, come out day, in, day and date with everything. So no worries there. But what I do want to do is really tighten up the shows, our console shows, because there's other podcasts that we want to do for the Patreon that we think that people will enjoy. Uh, we want to bring standard definition back, which is our retro and kind of nostalgia podcast which we'll talk about movies and games and, TV shows and comic books and toys and stuff like that, uh, and we're kind of kind of move our book club into that space, uh, and kind of have one game a month maybe that we talk about at the end of the month, and that'll kind of act as our book club name. So uh, we're gonna kind of shovel again. This is all kind of ideas that I've had. We're gonna kind of discuss all this as a team, but this is kind of what I envision. Um, so but with the console shows in in particular, which is Nintendo power block, Arsenal X and potentially crossroads when we get there, uh, which I don't know if I'll be a part of, honestly, I kinda want to do less of this and more of the other stuff. Honestly, Uh, what I want to do is we're going to intro the show like normal, shorten up the housekeeping stuff, that kind of stuff like that. we're going to kind of move away with uh, what we've been playing, unless it's a topic we really want to have on the show. You know, uh, what we want to do is have four and kind of divide the show into four segments, right? Which will include news, a topic of the show, questions, that kind of stuff. But we're only going to section it into four groups. So it could be three news stories and a question it could be a news story, a topic and two questions, something like that. Uh, so that's where I kind of want to do the console show, uh, stuff like that. Um, again, tower casuals is its own thing. I know on our poll, people have mentioned tower casuals. It's still, it's still staying. It's staying the way it is. We might move the show to Thursdays, that kind of thing. Uh, so there's that. Uh, so Arsenal X, we would talk about two, maybe three news stories, topics, whatever, and then answer a question or two and then get out of here uh, 50 to 65, 70 minutes max. Uh, I kind of had this thought when we were recording the three hour episode a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining cause I'm not. About this. I just, you know, when we did that three hour episode, I, I edit all of our stuff here on boss Force games and the long, like the longer the show, the longer it takes to edit, obviously. And, uh, I got really burned out that week and I kind of want to be able to tighten up this stuff so we can do more, right? Like we want to, Ed and I have kind of talked about, we want to bring back the retro game show. I know Jesse and I want to do more stuff with game pass and what kind of cool games you can find on game pass after we record the episode. Right. And so where I'm kind of focusing is I want to make sure that, um, plus if you look at our analytics and stuff, people kind of drop off at the hour 15 hour, 20 minute Mark anyway, because that's the, if we're doing a news show, I think people kind of just want the news and get out. And so, that's kind of where I'm focusing this stuff. And then the, the boss rush podcast show will be more, uh, long form kind of like giant bomb or game former or min max or, you know, one of those kinds of things. So, um, that's kind of where my headspace is at. I think the one V one this week is just going to, is really just going to be one, which would be me (laughs) and kind of talk about plans that I want to have for this as well. Um, I think we're going to kind of move away from 1v1 every week. Also, I would love to do one every week. Uh it's just really hard with scheduling and everything. We're going to try. You know, we're going to try, but it's still uh we only know, know so many people and so many people only get back with us. So it's it's been a uh, it's it's been challenging to find guests recently. So yeah, that's that's just kind of where my head's face is at. I hope that people enjoy some of the changes that we're doing. I hope people kind of uh, think that we're doing the right thing. Also, give us your feedback, right? Either at ArsenalXpodcast at gmail or at bossrushgamespro at gmail.com. Give us your feedback. I wanna know. I wanna know what everybody's thinking. Uh, you know, we do these we do this show for you guys right like there's there's a lot of people that listen to this show in particular and i just want to make sure that we are doing the right thing by having uh a good show for you guys so that's kind of where my headspace is at if if you know also like maybe we don't focus on youtube stuff right like maybe that's kind of we move away from that and just do strictly podcasts and stuff and the youtube channel is kind of just where you view the video version which is kind of where we're at right now, anyway. So, let us know. Uh, but I'm gonna kind of wrap up this show here. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this solo episode of Arsenal X Podcast. You can find it every Wednesday on your podcast service of choice and on our website at bossrushgames.com. Uh, on podcast services, please rate review wherever you listen to us. It really helps with discoverability, helps with uh, people finding us. So, really appreciate. appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Um, you can find me at, I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find all of our content on boss, rush com. subscribe to all of our shows. Uh, you know, we, we've got a few more in the works that we would like to do and, uh, let us know what your favorite parts of, of our shows are. I really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. And, uh, yeah, Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm going to throw up a uh, solo X here. little little mini X here. X. Because uh, we are exiting out. Thank you guys for watching. Remember, play games, be better. And we will see you with a full crew next week.